why not uh, firearm safety? Just firearms training is, is key. You know, guns are an excellent tool. If you are required to fill out that 10-day form or your background check, you should also be required to attend a class. Of course, so you can obtain that firearm and take that firearm home with you. But we're going to follow these rules. My shout out to you this week is to Jason. Well, this story just got off. My yeah. shout out to Adam. Like I said to Jason, I used to take a huge. It's <laughs> <laughs> going down, dude. I missed you guys. Adam has a beard. It's sponsored by Trail Boards and BohoSoul.com. I'm all about it, bro. Yeah, we all know it's not right. We all, we all want to. We all want change. We've been reacting rather than responding. We can say this, we can't say that. We can do this. Whoa, we better slow down, we cannot. We're not going to stand for this frustrating, endless circle. Because we hold a lot of fear around speaking our truths. Everybody, everybody should know that they can find The Refined Man at therefinedman.club or on Instagram at therefinedmanbarbershop. Never get it wrong, man. Never get it wrong. This is the law that you chose to uphold. You need to uphold this law. Um, I really want to. I really want to talk about that. The, that guy's, you know, James Naswood. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Love you back, dude. Don't Hell forget yeah, that, man. Know that too. All right, we're recording. I just think it's funny. It ends up being Ahab. Ahab. Hey, Adam. Did you know we're sponsored by Trailboards.com, and they're on Seriously Instagram. Right they're they're on Instagram at Trail Skate Shop. That's kind of cool. I like those guys. They got some great pictures, some great boards, and I can't wait to get to Texas to, to get one. Oh yeah, dude. They she's got a new one. It's called the uh the it's it's the Trail signature series, I would say, because it's it's got this faded Mexican flag, looks like Texas, and it's just oh, it's just brutal. It's so awesome looking. I just want one of those on the wall behind me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. I'd like one of those too to put it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. The new merch they have. Oh my God. The hats. Uh, Jordan, her son, is uh, designing some of these things and they just look sick. That looks mm. sick. They look sick. I can get a couple hats. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's great. And that's all at bohosoul.com, too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Get all your spiritual uh, needs mm-hmm. taken care of in one spot candles, crystals, meditational supplies. Teas, food. <laughs> I, I love, love it. it. I love the essential oils aspect. You know, peppermint is so awesome. Dude, it repels spiders. <laughs> Think about that. Because <laughs> if there's a spider in my house, guess what? I'm burning that motherfucker down because, but you know what? <laughs> to avoid burning down the house, peppermint oil sprayed around the house. I love it. For the day. Nice. Hey, did you ever get to the refined man, that club? No, sir. I didn't. No. Okay. So you just watch from afar at the refined yeah, I, barber shop. Yep. I sit on the corner there and I look at it. I'm like, I wish one day I can go in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I talked to Sean and they're doing well. You know, they're doing yeah. real well. Okay. They're just, you know, phasing in nice and slow, doing really taking their precautions and doing their thing. You get a hot towel treatment, shave, haircut, buy all your beard oils and stuff like that. Oh Dude. man. You know I need the beard oil. Look at this. You see this goatee going on I got going on now. Yep. Little little uh, beard oil in there. Look at mm-hmm. I'm using the jurgens right now, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, and then I need beard oil as well. Right. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Adam, I just want to say something really exciting. And I wanna I wanna say that everybody should go check out the NIJC 
and they're retweeted by Public Access America. They're on Twitter because DACA was affirmed and it's in law. It's a good law. And now 80,000 people get to stay in America today. Nice. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. That is awesome. I am so yeah. happy about that. They say that they say that could it could be fought again on different legal terms, but chances are it won't. And I just what a great week. You know, like the LGBT got their rights, you know. Yep. yep. DACA people get to stay, and I'm just so happy for that. It's, yep. it's and you know, Black Lives Matter, they're getting what they want around the country. It it is a different time, isn't it? It's a it's a great time to be alive, honestly, because yeah. you know. We honestly, I don't have a, much of a dog in the fight, but to see that people are actually being treated like people is yeah. is a plus. It's a huge thing. It's so wonderful to see people happy, to see people alive, you know, yeah. and see people thrive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. I'm so I'm gl- I'm so happy that 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 movement is gaining traction. I mean, they've, it, they've it, gotten it results. Gone. Right. It should. This should not have been an issue. This shouldn't even be a conversation piece but guess what it is it is you know what i mean and it's it's such a brutal thing that it's but it's good that it's just you know it's taking it's taking it's an it's it's steps it's uh getting what it needs it's going where it needs to go Mm -hmm. um i i love it i i 100 love it it. and i want to give a shout out to one man that made it all possible donald trump thank you You know what yeah. I mean? He made us I, all aware. I keep saying this. You made us so aware of politics. We didn't give a shit eight years ago. You know yep. what I mean? There was there was a group of people that didn't really like Obama, and I get that. You know, sure. I'm hearing the things about defunding the military and how that affected them, but nobody really cared about politics. And Donald Trump came along and said, I don't care either. And we were like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we're all aware. And then the COVID thing puts us in our houses. So all we can do is watch YouTube and it's, it's marching. And like, suddenly white people are like, you go black people. And black people are like, you go Hispanics. And Hispanics are like, thank you, white people. You go too. And I love it. You know, (laughs) I just think that it's a, you know, you, you, you could start to see who the racist bastards are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're, they're coming out of the woodwork, you know, and the whole thing about, this racial injustice and the whole thing about this thing is just like people who were singled out. Now those people who were singled out have a voice mm-hmm. and now those people are allowed to move around and those people are allowed to talk and say things and say, Hey, guess what? You know, yeah. I ain't standing for this. I'm not going to stand for it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put up with it. Let's do this. Let's, let's rock and roll. This. Let's, let's make a life. Let's stop. Let's stop with this fighting. Stop with this bullshit. I mean, yeah. it's, it's time to, to be unified. We talked about this like, you know, every episode back. Yeah. Every episode we talk about it. Every episode. It's <laughs> very important, man. You're right. Absolutely. But isn't it cool to watch it happen? Like we've been saying that groups need to unify. We need to be up. We yep. need to be Americans, lesbians and white supremacists. We're all Americans. If you're separating yourself, that's you. We're not. <laughs> and it's so cool exactly. to watch. Like I saw this lady like, 40 year old lady and she's saying what to do when the protests walk by put out water and put it get on one knee and put your hand up and i was like oh you look ridiculous white lady you go you know (laughs) (laughs) you want to do that go right ahead go right ahead yeah because the Uh, protesters are going to get a big smile from that you know yeah totally you know 
it's 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 just weird to see like you know different things different areas you know protesting how they're protesting i love that million man march thing bring that back man that yeah. thing was awesome i love you know the I mean? los angeles march. dude los angeles was just like i mean it was you know i, I canceled my vacation I can't go down there now, mm-hmm. but, but still uh to see all those people just gathered and it was a peaceful movement and it was right. just so awesome it was so beautiful to see it was beautiful i mean damn if that doesn't yeah. say something you know and then go across the world over to, to germany they had the same thing mm-hmm. the same massive gathering of people and it was beautiful to see everybody just unified it was yeah. amazing now imagine if we had that same energy all the time i think we're getting it you know yeah i think, I think we're getting thing. it and i think that's why i'm trying to set up these podcasts around the country because we're, we're capturing a grassroots conversation that, that it's very obvious the top doesn't hear. You know what yeah. I, mean? Mm-hmm. I mean? No offense to, I think it's Joe Biden that's running. He, he, he has like these major things to talk about. He can't get in the weeds about smaller issues that we get to, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think like one day I was watching the news and this lady was like, at the end of the interview, she's like, 100. 100 and i was like who the fuck says that except adam you know what i mean i was like that's crazy that means somebody's listening to us we're influencing somebody because eventually we're going to be making the news and the news is becoming going to be coming to us for clips of our long conversations because we can talk about things that they can't in four minutes you know yeah 100 100 percent. i mean it's like you know if somebody learns if somebody learns something listening to this show hey fantastic i've done my fucking job you know what i mean we've done yeah. our fucking job 100%. or at least even if they come back with a question and prove us wrong i love that too you know i love that you know yeah. uh, you know one thing i'd like to 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 talk about is uh my cousin jesse i love my cousin jesse he's i love your cousin jesse too by the way yeah he's badass he's badass the man is smart now when we had a conversation we he kind of brought something to my attention that was just like oh dude wait i really need to think about that thank you, mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. and, and, and people who who call call me out dude i welcome being called out teach me something you know what i mean right but don't make me feel like an asshole because i don't know it you know what i mean yes so i mean teach me something i'll learn i'm <laughs> very teachable very teachable if, especially something like i don't know like a, let's for example like why why are we going to go hunt seals why are we going to track them you know, we, yeah, yeah. There, yeah must be lo- there must be logic behind it. Hundred percent, right? right? So, w- what about these fishnet things, right? Right. Uh, how do I? Where am I going to learn about these fishnets? Sure, I, I know where they're at. I know mm-hmm. where the fishnets are at. They're in the ocean, and they're killing everything. Yeah. But how do we support solutions? Hundred percent. Where do how we? Do, how do we tell people fishnets are important to know about, and if you knew about them, you would care. And how do, how do two guys with no education do that? And that's yeah. getting people on the show with the education. And that's what I do six days a week, Adam. I just message people and say, please tell me about this fishnet thing. I need you to tell people about it so that we can all care <laughs> together, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, please, you know, let's learn some things. Or how about let me teach some things let me Mm. teach somebody you know what i mean at my job i'm a trainer my job as a trainer is to make sure that somebody understands how a piece of equipment works nice you know 
This is how you work. This is how you tear it down. This is how you clean it. This is how you maintain it. This is what you do in case of this situation. This is what you do in case of that situation. Right. Why couldn't it not be on a regular basis with something like this platform that I have right here in front of me to take a subject matter, let's just say, for example, fishnets, and teach somebody, hey, this is why fishnets are an issue. They are suffocating. They are do they they are distracting, they kill, they do this, they do that. And this is the solution, how to remove them. And why not teach somebody like that? What if there's a fisherman somewhere who is like, oh man, you know what? I'm going to go get me one of those type of fish, that uh, fish nests that, that uh, disintegrate after yeah. X amount of uses in case I lose it. You know, it's been in the water mm -hmm. for three days, four days, whatever, you know? Something. Why not? Right. You know, I mean, this, this show, I, my vision was to teach when we got this show, my vision was to, to help, mm -hmm. um, you know, mainly it was, maybe it was my own selfish reason that I wanted to, you know, to talk about healing and talk about, you know, the things that I went through, maybe something in my life that the, that I've been through may help somebody else, I you know, hope so. hopefully it stops somebody from committing suicide. Hopefully it helps somebody to heal um, from a, from a horrible accident that they, they right. were experienced, you know, Maybe I can get my attorney on on the show and we can, you know, hey, this is the situation. You know, maybe we can get her some business or maybe we can get some people some guidance, anything Guid like that. I mean, guidance I and information, education and inspiration. And by the way, it is brain injury month. Oh, dang. You know, this is my month then because I guarantee you I said it suffered some some pretty gnarly stuff, man. There's a lot of I was had a, I had a conversation with a friend of mine uh, this week. And uh, we talked about brain injury and there's just like certain periods that, dang, dude, I wish mm. I could remember. I wish I could remember, or maybe I don't even want to remember. You I don't will. know. You will. I don't know. You know, I find myself reaching out, you know, I'm like, God, you know, I just, God, help me, Jesus. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know what and you then, mean. It, it, and there's things like, you know, like playing guitar, dude. I fucking love playing guitar, dude. I love playing guitar. I have a massive setup. I just, I just love just the energy. I, I love, I could feel that there's stuff there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then there's like this brick wall where I'm like, man, is that, is that writer's block or is that a, a barrier that I'm like, I'm not sure what's going on there. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Don't know. Everything comes in steps. Yeah. But I'm pretty, like I said, man, I'm pretty, I'm very thankful for this, this platform, this opportunity. And nice. just to talk to everybody, anybody. Somebody wants to talk, let's talk. You know what I mean? I believe it. I think there's a phrase, everything happens for a reason, right? Right. And I have a friend that lost a daughter and she was like, what's the reason for that? And I lost my wife and I was like, yeah, what is the fucking reason for that? There is no reason in that, but there is if she and I go forward and help somebody else that's grieving. So let them know that somebody else has been through it, is going through it, is going to go through it. I think that helps. And I think that is the reason behind every, I think if you've experienced something, you can stop somebody else from experiencing it if you talk about it. And that's what I hope people do. I'm looking I have one friend that wants to talk about abusive controlling relationships. And I really think in that we can help show abusers what abusive behavior is. And we can also tell the abused 
that they're not alone and this is the signs and this is what's going to end up happening. And I don't know. I think if I get, if I get a group of women of diversity and age and color, I think it's all going to sound the same and abusers and abuser. And mm-hmm. I think, I think that would be so great. So that's I think what it I, would be, it's, it's super important to learn about those kind of things. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know how you grew up, man, but I knew that it growing up where I did, it was, it was okay. It was cool. It was quiet, but mm. I saw things that my father did that I did right. not like. You know right. what I mean? And to grow up thinking that knowing that was wrong and, and trying to go through that whole situation where I'm like, yeah, you know, that's what I'm not going to do. I'm going to do everything that I see, but completely opposite. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but you made I that decision. Something. Yeah. I consciously made that decision to not be that way, you mm. know? And I think I did for the for the most part did, did not excellent. <laughs> By no means am I perfect, but I know for sure that I did none of that bullshit, none of it. See, you know? I don't, I don't know because the way the world changes, and then the Harvey Weinstein's come along, and the new rules and the old rules, and I don't know sometimes. And so, I mean, yeah. So to hear people talk about it. And then hear that on my own terms, maybe it'll help me recognize in my head when I'm doing something to be like, whoa, maybe that's not something that's appropriate these days. You know what I mean? Sure. Like maybe I shouldn't flirt, be flirting with the waitress because she has to give me a good response. And now her tip is dependent on her being nice to me and I'm hitting on her. Man, I mean, I learned that lesson like five years ago. You know what I mean? So I just think, I think if people could hear that stuff in advance of doing it, maybe they would go, oh, I don't have to do this. You know what I mean? Yes. And in that, you're going to get the woman you want and not push her away. So I think it's beneficial for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, you know, starting off in, in the state service, you know, at an early age, I think, you know, with them pushing on these pointless, and I say, quote unquote, pointless trainings i think that it helped me and molded me in in a way that i was like oh man if i take these same principles that i use at work into my regular personal life mm-hmm. it'll it'll just much re- reinforce a, a better behavior and i think i tried to do that you know i try i'm not i'm not perfect by any goddamn <laughs> means because <laughs> but i try you know what i mean yeah i get what you're saying yeah good times dude it's nice. a good time <laughs> let's see what do we got going on oh man yeah washington state man it looks like it's uh <laughs> hey, tell me about washington state what's going on dude furloughs so i had to i had to pull this up because what like the I fuck said, is I, a furlough so furlough is a day where you are not going to be working hmm. and not getting not being able to use your leave for it you're not getting paid so, no pay no pay no pay He's trying to, I think the number was 55 million, trying to save 55 million. So he's, uh, Washington says, uh, I, I just pulled up this article because I needed, I think that it was just more important for me to read it and say it out loud as opposed to, oh, you know, there's a dollar amount. No, right. I wanted to be spot on. Uh, so it says here, basically, Washington State furloughs employees, cancels raises, citing severe revenue downturns. Hmm. Okay. Um, more than 40,000 state employees will be required to take a furlough day starting no later than June 28th. 
June 28th, which is right around the damn corner. That's 10 right. days away. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And a raise for uh, about 5,600 employees was also canceled. Okay. So depending on what union you have and depending on the, um, the negotiations and depending on what it is that you do, some of those things will, don't really necessarily apply. Okay. You know what I mean? It doesn't apply to, say, a governor. <laughs> who, got, uh, who got his own raise? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he got his raise. He's good. He's okay. But the rest of us, the rest of us shitmongers who have to live paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. I mean, imagine the stress. That's a lot of, that's a lot of money. That's a, sure. Okay, great. You want to save. I mean, now let me get that dollar amount that he wants to save. He, it says, Inslee spoke on the cuts and the state budget on a press conference Wednesday afternoon, which was a shit show, um, including a projected $8.8 million Oh, excuse me, $8.8 billion budget deficit. Okay. Now, that's a lot of money. Sure. It, okay. I see how you want to cut. <laughs> you want to cut time or you want to save money. Sure. Okay. I get it. So you wants, he wants to do, the projected idea is a furlough in July. Furlough starting one day a week in July, starting the 28th, no later than the 28th, uh, and then one day a month until november and it'll save x amount of dollars i don't know if that's the if that's the key i that's that's something that i'm going to leave to the bigger brains the guys who sure you know more of the accountants and everything if somebody knows anything about this and they're in an official capacity please come and uh email us at adam at email us at adam has a beard podcast at gmail.com or public access america at gmail.com yeah let's talk about it Let's you know? get let's get the facts at least. Yeah, I think that this is sure it's a solution, but I could think of a hundred other different ways that possibly might help. There's a lot mm -hmm. of pieces of equipment out there that we're we're paying for, you know, that we don't need. Sure, sitting there rusting, not doing anything, and there's other vehicles that we could be using or using that money to, you know, to supplement. Other mm. programs that we need, fish passages or, yeah. you know, road, potholes in the road so people can stop, you know, destroying their vehicles or, you know, maybe even avoiding furloughs. Yeah. Well, I so, mean, yeah, because if you are not doing construction because the budget isn't there and you have these machines sitting on the side of the road, you could be leasing them to another state that does need them, you know. 100%. Ship it off to somebody else who might need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Idaho. We, we, we're, we're bordering Idaho. Wow, Oregon. We can send them off to Montana. We can send them. Off. It doesn't yeah. matter. Just get them out of here and let them. Let's let's use this money. What and what about the marijuana tax sale? I mean, the taxes where you we have that budget sitting there somewhere doing nothing. It's just the rainy nothing. day fund, right? The rainy day fund that our governor is using for his own personal gain. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't see how it's being used. I don't see how it's being it helping the public. I don't see how it's helping roadways or schools i don't see or our healthcare workers you know Man, what i mean I, I i i have an explanation for that but it would take about 15 minutes and it's like something it's you know what i mean so okay your rainy day fund in washington because i did a little research on this sure. because because i'll use an example your rainy day fund has to be approved by your house and your senate so if in, Jay Inslee says, I want to use X amount of dollars for this, then 
the House and the Senate have to say, yes, you know, you can go ahead and do that. And the problem, I don't want to, man, I don't want to get too political. There's, so Jay Inslee, he doesn't have a majority in, in the houses. So he needs Republicans to help him. And so Republicans don't want Jay Inslee to look good. And Jay Inslee is doing the best he can to not look good at the same time, right? So right. I'm not a Jay Inslee fan. I'm, I'm an American fan. So Jay Inslee says, mom, can I have $100 to help the homeless? And the Republicans go in, why would we? Because they're blaming you for the homelessness. Why would we give you money to fix it and make you look good, right? Sure. And it sucks. It just sucks. You know what I mean? It sucks for the people. So I don't know if he went like for this furlough thing, if he said, hey, we have this deficit, we need to use this fund. And they were like, yeah, but it's going to make us look good and you look bad. No, you know, and that's what I'd like to know, because that's what and I, I was researching homelessness, homelessness this week. And it turns out that Jay Inslee wanted to spend $30 million for that you know, because a cold snap was coming and the Republicans were like, no, you know, he just needed a few Republican votes and they were like, no, they're like, nope, not for you. And so now you have homeless camps everywhere and it's not necessarily Inslee's fault. Like he tried to do something about it. I don't know why he didn't continue to fight or if he's continuing to fight or if I don't know much about Jay Inslee, except he loves um, the green new deal. He loves green energy and that stuff. That's all I know, you know. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I just wish that he was a better governor. You know what I mean? I yeah. And I can't necessarily put all of the homeless situation onto onto Inslee, or maybe we can. I don't. I don't really know. But I do know this. I knew, do know that there's so many outreach programs here in Olympia, Thurston County, uh, mm-hmm. King County, Pierce County. And we've worked, you know, closely with these 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 entities, and to see them work so hard to get to get these homeless situations figured out, mm-hmm. and all the public, which I absolutely love, the hearing the public say, you know, well, it's not the homeless fault. Um, why don't you, uh, you know, stop, you know, you know, harassing these homeless people? Well. Uh, well, it's one, we're not harassing. We're trying to get, you know, these homeless people off the right of way of the freeway so that in case a car comes barreling right. down the freeway, doesn't kill. You know what right. I mean? Right. Or, you know, trying to get these situations where you're in a public park and there's there's been shootings, mm-hmm. in a, you know, or shootings or stabbings or or assaults around the area of a public place where there's nearby is a is a homeless encampment sure you know and who's to say it was the homeless but who's to say it wasn't the homeless Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't know nobody knows but you know the programs are there to design to help them but the the homeless don't necessarily take them and and use it to their advantage like the advantage could be you know hey i'm going to use this free clothing and stuff that they give me Mm -hmm. and this phone and i'm going to go interview and get a job Right. try to better my situation or try to make appointments so I can get off the drugs or get off the, uh, you know, alcohol treatment or drug treatment or mental health treatment, something, something. And that's another thing that could help 
is the defunding the clarity of defunding the police departments you know what i mean mm. wait before we go there i just want to say i just i because i have a couple stats on the homelessness you sure. guys you guys have seven seven million six hundred and fifteen thousand people that live in washington and twenty one thousand five hundred and seventy seven of them they're homeless and i what what you're what you're talking about is is like like a demographic of mm -hmm. and and what i'm what I, I don't know how to say this all at once like what you just mentioned the programs that are meant to help they're really meant to help the addicted or the mental the mentally i don't know how to challenge i don't know the the right way to say it you know what i mean uh, yeah, but absolutely. i just want i want to say like the family households that are experiencing homelessness right now in washington families that's 1,751 people. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a lot. There's veterans. Let's see. 1,500, 1,600 veterans. They're on the streets tonight. And I want to say that I looked. I don't know how I kept noticing this. In county after county, there is, there's vouchers for the veterans to pick up and get housing. And in some counties, 9,000 of them are going to waste. They're not being picked up. They're not being used. And yeah. I, did, I didn't understand that. But I also, I noticed that there's a, there's a court case because landlords were failing to take home the vouchers. Yeah. And that's, that's homelessness. You know, it's trying to directly prevent homelessness. If you're not taking the vouchers, then these people are going to stay homeless. But anyway, and then the chronic homeless, that is, oh, wow. That's four or oh, 5,000 people that are just every day. I think that's the group that you're talking about. The 5,000 that are just chronically, they just don't conform. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But even that, that's 5,000 out of, out of 21,000 people. And wait, and the last one I have is young people aged 18 to 24. That's 2,000 people. So you have 2,000 people aged 18 to 24 in that demographic too. And then something mm -hmm. weird, it says homeless students. And this is what I didn't understand was like 40,000. And That's I don't, insane. I don't, but I don't get that because the total is 21,000. So how do you have 40,000 homeless students? So I'm, I'm still researching that with a friend, you know? Yeah. So totally. I'm not going to, I'm not going to mention those stats, but I think, I think if you break it down and realize that a family gets, goes homeless, they go and get a voucher to get an apartment and a landlord won't take the voucher. That sucks for that family. That would suck for your family. Like my mom, I, I grew up eating government cheese. If that, if that wasn't there for me, I would have been hungry and homeless if my mom didn't get that stuff. And that's the stuff that's being cut at the federal level while everything else is going on. All these programs, they're being cut at the federal level and the states are trying to play catch up as how to fund that stuff you know yeah. what i mean and and yeah mommy's not playing nice with daddy and republicans are saying no and <laughs> democrats are saying yeah you know and they come off sounding really radical because they're pushing harder to try and get more and it, it's it's a political thing let's be americans let's not do this stuff yeah okay. you know i I just wish that there was a much more clear, more of a clarity issue, a transparency issue, excuse me, mm -hmm. um, 
between the government and the people who don't understand or the landlords who aren't taking these vouchers. Right. You know what I mean? I think I wish there was more more public outreach. And if there is public outreach, I wish that it was more focused on the people who well, on everybody, honestly, but mm-hmm. I wish that people would just take an account that there are places you can go and vouchers you can use and landlords use these goddamn things because that sucks that a veteran is out on the street right because nobody will take his voucher yeah no one will take his voucher so they stop and and a lot of these a lot of these veterans may have ptsd mm-hmm. that's something every, every soldier i've ever known every soldier i've ever known has had some sort of ptsd right you know? and it's but- very and it sucks that they don't have that that outreach. They don't have that opportunity to 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 fix that, or have a a place to go. You know what I mean? Or right. some something, or a home to go to. What if they just need to be by themselves at home? You know. Mm-hmm. I, but we were talking. Like I think um, they we they were criticizing people for building the tiny houses, and I do right. think that's a ridiculous idea. If you put a if you put a shelter over somebody that's homeless, they still, they have nothing else. They're going to have to still be homeless, do their homeless stuff, you know, but the, voucher, find the vouchers, that's an easy thing, right? Totally. So, totally and I think, I think the problem is, is that there's 21,000 homeless people, but like 15,000 of them are in camps under bridges in like in, in that County, you know? So it looks like so messed up. I want to say like Florida, you would think Florida has tons of homeless people. We have about the same amount as you, you know, Mm -hmm. and like California, they have more. (laughs) They have more. They have a ton. I mean, you walk down to Venice Beach and it was just, you could see, you know, some of them trying to, you know, make a living, you know, Mm -hmm. they sell their little art and everything. And it was actually pretty decent. It looked good. It's like, oh, cool. You have... Uh, an artistic expression that you're trying to sell here and sure you know what here's five bucks right you know what i mean that's great make a living hmm. but, and make an effort yep that's the other thing it's like you, you know make that effort to reach out to do something to, to to make money to so you can better your situation right you know i but think is that's it, the difference i think there's some that they just fell and then there's others that just don't want to get up. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, what's the motivation for them to get back up that when they get this free money from people like, like me walking by, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, that looks cool. I want to, yeah. You know what? I'll give you some money for that. Right. Or, you know, somebody sitting on the corner, there's the same dudes sitting out there, which by the way, the homeless, they do take days off. I've noticed. Yeah, of course. But these guys, they sit on the corner. They've been there for, you know, almost a decade, if not longer, mm-hmm. sitting there, you know, hey, you need money, need money. You know, and recently they changed their money, their signs to need money for weed. Oh, right. shit. <laughs> you know, no. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, you know what? Let's go. Yeah. I had, a, I had a guy over here in Florida. I was waiting for my friend to pull the car around. I had my groceries and he was like, hey, can I have some money? And I was like, yeah, I don't carry cash, you know? And he was like, well, the thing is, is I'm diabetic. And I, I, I think I'm about to, you know, 
I think I'm about to pass out. I need some money so I can get some food. And I was like, I'm not going to give you any money. Sorry. And he's like, started yelling at me like, well, why are you sorry? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cause I don't carry cash and it seems like you need it, you know, but he walked yeah. away. And my first thought was like, I got a sub sandwich here. I got oranges. I got bread. I got, I got bags and bags of food. If he really wanted food, why didn't he say, do you got an orange or something in there? You know what yeah, I mean? What do you got in that bag, man? You got something I can eat? Right. And I would have given him that sub sandwich, walked back in and bought another one because that's who I am. You yeah. know, I'll t- yeah. I tell everybody, I'm not going to financially help you, but I will support anything else in any way I can, you know? Sure. I will sit sure. there and help you move three days in a row if that's what it takes because you're my friend, but I'm not going to pay the movers for you, you know? <laughs> Like, man, I'll help you. Let, let me just break my back. I will help you. Right. But help yourself, God damn it. <laughs> you yeah. Right. There's a difference between assistance and like doing it for somebody. Yeah. You know, I was like, you know, you can only give so much charity before you realize, oh, that person's just using me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it seems like a lot of these homeless people are, are you doing, you know, the ones you find on the corner at the, the infamous uh, X 107 dump. Under Pacific yeah. Avenue, there was like, right. you know, there's homeless camps there, uh, just torching pallets and garbage and smells like a... Right. It just stinks so bad. But Across- realize that's because landlords stopped taking vouchers, not because, you know, not because, I mean, I don't know. It's not because these people choose to not, it's not because 21,000 people decide to do it. It's because 5,000 people decided to do it. Right. You know, know? like I want to relate it to there's 400,000 black people, 400,000 black people in this country. And a lot of white people just assume that, that they're all gangsters, you know, because that's what you see on TV. Right. So it's the same thing with the homeless. I mean, so if we're going to, if we're going to talk about that, then I'm going to talk about the 5,000 that seem to be chronically homeless, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I just want to separate the two because I want to get people on to talk about the voucher thing and stuff, but I don't, I don't want people to say vouchers shouldn't go to addicts. That's not what I'm talking about. No, no. We're talking about the, the, the vouchers that are sitting out there for homeless and we need to get right. the, the landlords on the same page. Like, yes, we'll take those vouchers. Yes. Right. They, they count as money. They are a, a, in fact, a, form of currency mm-hmm. they're paid by somebody this organization take the damn vouchers but what do you, you know? do about the camp then you know what i mean what do you do because that's completely wrong it's just completely it, wrong to be burning things within city limits against ordinances you gotta you, you have to be you still have to be lawful even if you're homeless you still have to be as lawful as you can yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I wanted to go into my backyard to start myself a little fire with the with the pallets or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I can't. You can't. I'll have the fire department knocking on my door, telling me that I have to have thirty six inch fire pit, thirty six mm-hmm. by whatever the number is, three three foot by three foot right. by four foot four inches, whatever it is the dimensions that they'll give to me, or smaller, or can't even have one. Right. Because of a fire ban, because now we're going to the IFPL season, which is, you know, the, the fire season basically here. Um, we have to be very mindful of that. Now there's going to be bans and we can't do that. We can't burn. Right. They issue countywide bans 
on fires, yet these homeless people can do fires That's and not do anything? Right. It's frustrating. It's frustrating it's for frustrating. all of us who have to pay for taxes, who pay for rent or pay for our property. We can't even burn, but they can't. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't even use part of your city because it's just uninhabitable almost, right? And, and that's not the homeless people's fault. Somebody turned off a tap and that puddle grew bigger. That's all that is. But the, how do you deal with it? Like I said, I I mean, I just read an article that said Inslee wanted to use $30 million from the rainy day fund and the Republicans couldn't let them. But can you imagine spending $30 million on 21,000 people? It would have been gone. It would have been, the homelessness would have been gone. And then you get, you get a hundred homeless people, you figure out why they're homeless. You fix that before it's 21,000. Shut off the tap. That's creating the homelessness before you solve the home. Like I say, if you end up with 5,000 chronically mentally ill, addicted people, you just clear out a prison and turn it into a rehab, you know, and house them and help them long-term but get them off the streets for it. Take a nursing home and say, all right, this is now for, for this, you know, until, sure. it, until you don't need it. But, you know, it's a crisis and there's ways to solve these things in little. I told my friend, I was like, here's what I think. Imagine if they just like took all the homeless people and gave them a hundred acres and said, build a city, you know? And she was like, so you just want to isolate and shun them. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like the old west and she's like you know that's not how people are going to see it and i was like ah oh, but the, you could get like businesses to subsidize apartment buildings and the hospital to subsidize the roads and tax breaks and all this stuff and she's like so only homeless people live there and i was like oh i don't know no yes and she's like well then you know and i was like oh it's a shitty idea i got you <laughs> you know but if they have a homeless camp, why not put the homeless camp a hundred in a hundred acres where it's not affecting everybody? But then, yeah, that's just pushing them off the cliff, like you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just push them out there. You know yeah. what I mean? But there's a hundred bad ideas, and then like five of them have potential. So yeah, five of them have legs. You know, right? Give them a little bit of food, see what happens. You know, I believe there's the Je- Jehovah's Witness theory is. They just need to tell you about the Lord and then they can ascend once they tell everybody about the Lord. I feel that way about information. Like sure. I want to share the information with everybody and then I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> you can laugh at me later. You can believe in what I believe. You can not yeah. believe. That. I don't right. care. I like I said, that. be racist. I don't care if you're more comfortable being racist around racist people. That's cool. Just don't hurt anybody doing it because yeah. you know, I'm not racist, but I'm not really hurting racists by not being racist. You know what I mean? Right. So. I just promote the, you know, the well-being of this thing called, oh, what's the thing called there, Jason? Oh, humans. Humans, right. <laughs> We're human first, American second. Yeah. You know, team people. <laughs> team, team people, right. And I've heard that expression before. I just want to say that we're a consumer economy. And so... If you get rid of 80,000 dreamers and 2 million illegal immigrants, there's nobody buying Ikea tables anymore, right? right. There's nobody buying uh, Walmart Chinese bought stuff. 
There's nobody buying any of the cheaper stuff. And so our economy just is going to crash. We need mouths in the, in the place. We need people to pick, pick grapes. We need people to serve us and bus tables and, and be our nurses. And I can't even tell you they're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't want everybody. You don't want to, when you're going to paint a picture, you don't want necessarily one color. Well, I just think, People think there's no room left in America, but we got states like the Dakotas that are wide fucking open. We could take everybody last year that fucking tried applying for amnesty and put them in a Dakota and then resolve it. Not in cages. Just put them in a fucking state. (laughs) God dang it, man. You know? Yeah. Room. There's room out there, man. Just do something with that, you know, that acreage do something with your life (laughs) well i'm just saying there's there's room in america for us all and there's room and there's benefits to it because immigrants buy stuff just like we do you know what i mean and it's but they also contribute you know i mean they also society not every not every mexican and i'll speak for i'll speak for my people because not every mexican is a rapist not every mexican beats their wives not every mexican beats people up not everybody's you know not all the not not everybody sits on their ass. A lot of us just want to work to send money to take care of their kids, to take care of their financials. They want a, a nice mm-hmm. truck. They want yeah. to, you know, they want to contribute to society. Right. You know? And, and they, that's they're the ones that are climbing the ladder doing that. Yep. You know what I mean? Right now they're they're I don't know. I, I worked in a printing company with like four hundred Mexican guys and it was awesome. And they were happy in the jobs they had. You know what I mean? I, I was happy in the job I had. I'm not trying to make it racial, but I've never, I've never had a problem with that. They're not, they're not looking to start like a snowflake at, you know, I'm going to be a surgeon. Well, how old are you? 18. Have you ever thought about it? No. You know, I'm Mm. just, there's a certain class of people. They start with nothing. They come up with nothing. And they appreciate what they have. And there's other people that it's given to and it's not appreciated. Yeah, exactly. So like, just, let's, let's take a little, mo- let's take a moment to appreciate everything you have in front of you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you that a minority person had a hand in making it, creating it or shipping it to you. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. to think like that, but you, that, that, it's not about you. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's about it's not us. all about you. <laughs> you know, think about the rest of the, think about the rest of America. I mean, I have, I, I've heard lots of people just want to just downplay the whole racial thing. You know, like, ah, it's not important. All lives matter. Of course they That's do. It comes back to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, I understand. Great. You're preaching and you're, you're barking up the wrong goddamn tree. Yeah, yeah. it's one topic at a time let's micro focus on one issue at a time and get it taken care of yes yes absolutely yes that you know we you we have lots i know lots of places here just within an an hour where i can go out to and i could see you know there's a lot of mexican people out there Mm -hmm. picking salal picking vegetables picking fruit picking Mm -hmm. you know cleaning roofs uh roofing Yep. Uh, you name it, they're doing it. You know filling, I mean? filling prisons for non-lethal offenses. Yep. 
Yep. Yep. Drug offenses, you know, marijuana offenses, mm-hmm. um, nonviolent offenses, nonviolent, nonviolent offenses. And then it's ridiculous, man. And I, I mean, would like to know what happens after that, because I think my mind says that that guy becomes institutionalized and he learns how to be more hard and more criminal by being in there. And yeah. so I'm kind of curious is like how that takes a toll on anybody that's put in prison for a nonviolent offense. Cause you have to learn different ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. How else are you going to learn to, to function in society? Cause I mean, prison's not the key. No. How do you, you know? stay human in prison? You know, I just, I want to know that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's difficult. You yeah. see people, I know people who come out and they're just very, very by the book about their routine and they're very institutionalized because they're like, oh, yeah. got to be in by six o'clock, you know, got to do this and I got to be, you know, mm-hmm. lights out by seven or whatever it is, you know, that are their, their schedule and they're up by six and they have to do this and they have to be it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, part of that is good. But part of it is like, you know, where's the, the luxury that we have is we have the, the moment and opportunity to breathe. Mm-hmm. and a flexibility with our schedules and then when you're institutionalized you don't have that right you know and it takes a while to break from that you know yeah and it's i just, just i think we have to understand why we're institutionalizing them to begin with i think yeah just, i think america is scared of minorities and they house as many as they can to keep them out of sight but yeah. I, I think that's taken a, i mean let's not forget there's like seventy-five thousand people seeking amnesty in prisons across our country that did nothing wrong except walk up to our border. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's women that are being raped in these facilities. They're at, they're, Children being, too. they're being asked to clean like cells without masks in this COVID thing. It's crazy what's going on and nobody is paying attention to those people on the border because they're paying attention to everything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Makes me, but now that we took care of dreamers and I, I think Biden says he's going to work on a path for everybody. I think that's great because then these people will finally be free. And I worry about, I worry about them, Adam, the conspiracy I want to spread is that that's Donald Trump's Trump card is that if he loses, he's going to release them all. And he's been brainwashing them, you know? That's my, that's my conspiracy theory. These people are going to come out super mad at America. 75,000 oh, people released all at once, strategically placed in Florida and Seattle and Chicago, and they're just released, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you, you realize like every one of them has a legal, a, a legal leg to stand on for a lawsuit, right? Oh, yeah. Every single one of them. They could bankrupt America. Oh, yeah. For sure human rights violations and (laughs) oh every aspect you know from the top to bottom you could think of you know right (laughs) it was just come up trying to trying to cross into the border i mean how many i don't know how many people you know that have crossed but i know a lot right and a lot of them have endured days and Mm -hmm. of of just unfathomable journey this just Mm -hmm. this trip that's just horrifying you know i mean we don't realize how lucky we have it you know i heard a something only only the brave take the journey and only the strongest survive ouch why (laughs) would why would you not then take whoever can make it there you know what i mean 
Yeah. Yeah. Open up. Okay. You know what? You may, you know what? You made it this far. Let's, let's do a background check on you or something. (laughs) Paperwork. Right. Let's learn about you. Sure. You know, hang out here. Okay. You guess what? You're clear to go. Right. I think that I honestly think there should be a level. You get to the border. There's a town on the border and you stay there. And then you, you learn a profession, agriculture, military education, and then you move in stages, you know, and then, so you get a card, you can be in the United States, but only in the bottom 500 miles. And then, Hey, guess what? You're cleared. Now you can go anywhere. It's, you know, I don't know. I have a lot of wild ideas. I don't like borders. I don't like borders at all. I don't like the idea of borders either, but at the same time, I kind of do because I know that there's a lot of violent offenders, a lot of drug cartels, a lot of, a lot of mm-hmm. things of that nature that, that do corrupt the journey, do corrupt these people mm-hmm. or force them into or hold their families, you know, yeah. hostage essentially while they make these runs. And it's like, okay, so that person tried. And the only reason they did it was because they have a family. They have to like, you know, try to protect back home. You got to. And they didn't want to do it in the first place. Right. And so that's another thing. That's, that's the, the plus side to the border. But the minus side is, you know, what if these, like, you know, what if my parents, you know, didn't want to, or just stayed down there mm-hmm. and life was way different. You know, we looking at the, you know, where everybody's at, you know, where everybody's from, it's nothing but drug torn violence. You yeah, know, you hear about it in the news all on a regular basis, you know, and that's Even because the of the border though. Yeah. You, we can't, a, we can't go down there and say, what the heck, you know, if yeah. there, and here's the thing, if there was no border, yes, yeah, some of that would come up here and we would take care of it, but we would be able to go down there and offer more assistance. And what I know, what people don't realize, they think that everybody in Mexico is going to come to the United States if there's no border. But the truth is, your mom and dad would love to live in Mexico. They would love to retire there. You would love to be in Mexico closer to the border so you could be back and forth. You should have dual citizenship. You shouldn't have one or the other. And the border prevents all that. We, oh, can't, we can't help Mexico in any meaningful way because there's a border there stopping us, you know? Yeah. And I, I think a majority, 11 million um, Mexican immigrants are here. I think they would love to be in Mexico. I honestly yeah. do. And I think if the jobs were there and there wasn't the crime and, and Mexico wasn't as it was, I think most of them would be there. And what I even think is, a lot of Americans would go there, you know? Oh, I, absolutely. Sandy beaches, beautiful yeah. weather, beautiful food, beautiful people, beautiful right. culture. Fuck I yeah. mean, everything about Mexico is fantastic. I love yes. Mexico. I Me love too. Mexico. My grandparents are from there. My great, 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 great grandparents are from there. My mother's, my, my whole heritage is a Mexican. Right. You know what I mean? My, I'm American with Mexican parts. Right. And so- everything about that country is just just amazing sure there's you know drug violence everywhere you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's much more violent down there but it's it's everywhere yeah but just to you know go home just to go home and see you know where where i want to see these temples you know i got temples tattooed on my chest that you know that i really like to go visit in person 
Yeah. There's places on the Yucatan Peninsula that I want to go see that are rich with history. Yeah. I, I want to see, you know, where the Aztecs took the lives. You know? Yes. What happened to them? Place. Where did they go? You know? Where? Yeah. I want to go back. I want to just learn about all this stuff, man. And, and yeah. not learn about it up here, you know, or in books. Oh, hey, I learned about it in a book. No, I want to put eyes on it. I want to put my hands on it. Yeah. I want to be. I want to be nuts deep in the history right there on the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. And that originally my thought was, I want to go to Italy because they're like, they're giving houses away in Italy, right? And I was like, I'd go live in Italy. Well, you can't go to Italy. Why not? Well, you have to be Italian. You have to, you know, give up your American citizenship. You have to become Italian. And I was like, why? Well, there's a border. Well, that sucks. I should, as a human, I should be able to plant myself anywhere on the planet I want. It's a planet. It's not yours. It's not mine. Afghanistan is land. (laughs) And if I want to go sit in a desert in Afghanistan, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I should be able to for as long as I want. I think we should be able to collect citizenships like a passport. Sure. You know? I think if you're from Mexico and you come here, now you're Mexican-American. You go to Canada, you're Mexican-American-Canadian. You know, I just yep. think that's how it should be. Yeah, especially that, on this continent. That's me, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice to be able to travel up and down the continent. You know what I mean? I agree. You know, I'd love to be. I'd love to go down to Peru. I'd love yeah. to go down to Peru. You know? Yeah, I didn't even know that was around us. I thought that was in Asia somewhere, you know? So it's exciting. Down south, down south, that I really would love to go. Machu right? Picchu. I'd like to visit Machu Picchu because I just hear stories that have just how amazing it is there. You right. Know? Lost a friend there who, you know, he went down there on a spiritual journey and lost him on the side of a mountain. Just that he sucks. just never came back. You know? Yeah. I'd love to go back there because it's such a beautiful place to be, you know. Anywhere down south, anywhere. I mean, yeah. you know, of course, I love the United States. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, you know, mm. down with America. What I am saying is I love America. I love the freedom we have here. I love the freedom to say what we want to say, to say how we can, how we want to say it right. creatively as we want to, as destructive as we want to, whatever it is, because we have that voice, the opportunity. Yeah, but I also want to say I would love to go and visit my country of uh, of a re- origin mm-hmm. i'd love to visit you know i've only been down there once twice right. you yeah. know and i loved what i learned when i was down there because i was there hands-on mm-hmm. you know and to be a citizen of the world we should be able to collect those those passports yeah. those citizenships and say hey you know eventually i wanted to come here so i need to start that paperwork you know and yep. live here and what was, if i wanted to live there for a year that's know? always been my question when when a Mexican child is born, shouldn't they be able to apply for citizenship then? You know what I mean? And then by the time they're 18, be approved? That gives the that gives every government 18 years to research them, right? And 18 years for them to mess up. And if they didn't mess up in 18 years and you get that much time to research them, on their 18th birthday, you should just be a citizen of the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. You know what? What are you going to study? What do you know? You know, mm-hmm. depending on how you studied in school or what you studied in school, you know, that, okay, that guy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's go ahead and, and start advancing that person or let's start right. giving him avenues for education and offering those situations where he's going to come up and flourish or she's going to come up and flourish or they are going to come up and flourish. Right. You know, 
Well, it's my belief that there's a bridge on there's a bridge in education, and a poor person doesn't know that they want to know what they don't know because they're not being told that that's even an option for them, right? Right. Like what scares me is Albert Einstein might be some black or Latino kid that just doesn't understand that, like Albert Einstein stuff is there to read, right? Mm-hmm. And like they could go, Einstein, yeah, you had a great idea, but but they can't do that because they don't know it exists, right? That scares me. It does. It's, you know, it's a little frightening, you know. Your, your kid could be a genius at something that he doesn't even know exists. Exactly. That's, and how do we take down those barriers? How do we, do we start with our teachers? I mean, are our teachers, are the, our teachers held to that higher standard where they have to make those opportunities present and aware to these students and to these parents so they, they are understanding mm-hmm. and know their, their, their journey where it could end up in i think if we gave teachers 15 minutes in every class to where they didn't have to stick so solidly to a curriculum and weren't hold held like legally lawful for one missed sentence and they could actually speak to something yeah i think that would be interesting if you gave Mm -hmm. a, a, a teacher that recognized there might be a group of students that would understand behavioral stuff or chemistry or just anything that might help them to just mention it to just mention it and yeah. and tell the class about it and see let them go on their way and experience it you know yeah absolutely give them a little freedom you know because you know that when a kid's excited about something that they're that that's triggered they come home and they're like mom dad guess what i learned i yeah. and, and this and that and this and that but yeah what is it they're excited about you know i mean honestly let's give them more options of excitement yeah now i noticed that you know my boy especially because he used to do that he was he was that kid Mm. come home and learn about a volcano learn about ants learn about this and that just the weirdest little little things that uh yeah i already know about that but to hear it come out of his mouth right made me want to you know what fuck it let's go climb down a volcano man let's see what happens let's Let's learn more together let's go chase down some ants i don't care you know, right. let's do that. And now it's like, you know, this whole COVID situation, it's like here he sits here and he, you know, and mm. I'll help him because, you know, I have the opportunity to do that, you know, to say you wake up super early, sometimes sacrificing sleep, but right. it's for my boy though, you yeah. know, and yeah. we sit here and we learn whatever it is that he's got to learn science or writing or reading or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And he's not excited about it. He's like, Hey, I, uh, yeah. Right. Well, I guess that's done. Can I go play Fortnite now? <laughs> he doesn't understand how it relates to how he's going to live his life. He doesn't go outside and do math to survive. I right. mean, he does. He just doesn't see doesn't it. realize it. Yeah. All right. It takes so many steps to get so far. How many steps does it take to get further? You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. And honestly, math is one of those things that we can all agree on it doesn't really matter the number seven is a number seven to everybody you know yeah say it differently but seven pieces is seven pieces (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna throw no a times x plus b equals 3.14781 no seven is seven seven is seven and i also think emojis are gonna be the like i could speak to somebody from china with an emoji how you doing smile you know, <laughs> uh, ice cream. <laughs> ice, yeah, ice cream emoji. Is that ice cream? I don't think it's ice cream. 
<laughs> I think it was chocolate ice cream intended to be ice cream, but then we, as uh, the American people, <laughs> just kind of took it on. I was like, you know what? That means shit. <laughs> right? Took me years to figure out what the eggplant and the peach were. Why are you putting those two things together? You know, I don't understand. I would never eat eggplants and, and peaches. What? No? Really? Not together? No. But apparently they're not supposed to eat together. But they're supposed to eat together, not be eaten together. Oh. Hmm. Or that's, that's another weird. show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask Renee from Cooking Without Looking podcast. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Renee. Can, can we use these two uh, together? Yeah. No. You, is there a recipe that I'm missing that includes <laughs> eggplants and peaches? <laughs> exactly is an eggplant. It seems like everybody on Tinder is making this recipe with eggplants <laughs> and peaches. And water for some reason? Water droplets maybe? And water droplets? What is <laughs> What is this exactly? Renee, help us out. Right. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Conversation is conversation. That's what we're here for. Right. We're here to learn something, teach something. I don't know what we taught with that whole eggplant peach situation. And I like to, to like throw in a little uh, urban stuff for the, there you for go. the people out there. You know, because there's a lot of divorced people and a lot of people separated in this in this epidemic, you know, we're getting close to people. We're going online more. We're mm. on these dating apps more. And honestly, if you don't know what that means, you don't know what that means. I don't know. When people are looking for a plug, I don't know what that means. But they're mm. looking for them everywhere. Mm. Yeah, what? <laughs> what is a plug? What it's is a, a plug? It's a drug dealer. But what kind of drug dealer? I want to know. What? I mean, I don't want to say, hey, yeah, what are you doing? I could be a plug and have them go, yeah, you got the heroin? And I'm like, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> freaking me out. Dating is weird. And you don't have to do it. You're so lucky. Yeah, I don't have to. I don't want to. I couldn't. You know, my favorite emoji is, though, What's is that? the donut with the sprinkles on it. Mm, and why? the finger. The finger. Touching the donut. Really? Yeah, you do use that a lot. I use it a lot. And you know what that means? What's that? I don't know. I'm just using it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm here to touch donuts. All right. I'm going to go holes. to the bathroom and then we're going to talk more about. Uh... Yeah, you have a topic you want to cover too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. We'll be right back right after this break. Adam has a beard is sponsored by Treo Skate Shop. BohoSoul.com and the RefinedMan.club. Thank you for listening to Adam Has a Beard. Adam Has a Beard is produced and distributed by Public Access America. If you have any questions or comments, please visit Adam Has a Beard on SoundCloud at Adam Has a Beard and leave your comments right on the episode timeline. Yes, sir. Hey, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm getting better at that stuff. Here. Yes, you are. You're you're slick, willy, buddy. I have to keep my eye right. on you sometimes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you got going on? You did some research. I'm excited oh. about it because I I'm con I'm confused by the subject, and I was hoping that you could help explain it to you know, me. I was. You hear about it all the time, and and the thing is, mm -hmm. they say when they say defunding the police, and I know it's a topic that everybody's like, you know what? Fuck the police. You know what? NWA already said that. A cab. Right. right. All cops, all cops are bastards. Yes. ACA, which I don't, man, I don't know if I should even open this can of worms, but I don't believe in a cab. I don't, I don't believe all cops are bastards. 
I don't think so. I don't believe in getting rid of the police force. I don't believe mm-hmm. in distinguishing the police force. I don't believe I don't believe in any of that. I know a lot of no dis, no no disbanding it, no eliminating no. it, no removing no. it. No, no, no. You know what you're going to get is a is a increase of bullshit when you do that. Mm-hmm. Defunding the police, defunding the police departments does not necessarily mean getting rid of them. What? What that that means? I thought it was. I thought these Antifa people just wanted to get rid of the police altogether though that's what they they're wanting sure that's that's fine and dandy but that's not exactly what that means defunding the police just means a reallocation of funds you know what i mean Hmm. moving these this money that's spent and putting it someplace where we could use it you know instead of using you know x amount of dollars let's just say x let's just say we're spending a hundred dollars I know it's really super low for the police departments and everything. I understand. I get it. We all have $100. At some point in our lives, in the course of the month, we know what $100 right. is. So let's just say that we have 100 bucks, and we have riot gear. We have this fancy shin guards, shields, rubber bullets, and tear gas that cost 75 bucks. Wow. Let's just yeah. say that. But we have the remaining of that 25 bucks that everybody wants to spend on, you know, hey, we need to get the staff. You know, we need some some people that we can spend money on that, that cost mm-hmm. $80. Training. Training, you know, they spend yeah. hours and hours. To, to refer back to my sponsor, my sponsor has a student or had a student, his name, Mr. Tyler. Um, who had hours and hours and hours of training, specialized training, to become a barber. And you had to go in, you had to do your tests, you had to do this and that. Now, if we spent that 75 bucks instead of buying riot gear um, or things of that nature, why don't we spend that money, put that money into training mm-hmm. and give these guys, because I know there's a, or, you know, the educating education they have a system where they can you can get reimbursed for education you know yeah. i know correction officers that i've helped you know get when i work for department of corrections in the hr department you can get these correction officers into a class criminal justice or sociology or psychology or any of these mental health programs and teach these i think they, their training should be expanded beyond the 100%. gun 100 that way, when you send out, yeah. you know, a, a, an officer to a, a call, it's a domestic violence call or it's a mm-hmm. drug call or, you know, some sort of whatever it is that they, they can get much information they give you, they can give you. You could send mm-hmm. out the appropriate things. So why not, instead of defunding, you're just reallocating. So now send these police officers yeah. back. Don't let these police officers leave. Some of the good ones, there's right. a lot of good cops. There's a lot of good cops. Why not? And they don't want to be doing this stuff. They don't want to be rescuing kittens from trees. You know, that's not why they have no, that. That's the fire that's department. That's why they have that. <laughs> right. Know? But for every call, a police officer has to be there to make sure that it's yes. not it's not dangerous. Right. So send out a cop. Sure. Send out a cop. Mm-hmm. But 
at the same time, if you're going to send out somebody, you know, for domestic violence, send out a social worker, some kind of a mental health counselor or, or somebody who's right. more appropriate, uh, appropriate for the situation. As the lead. Exactly. That way you have a police right. presence. Not for, not for cops, right. one cop, three workers. Right. Put it back onto right. the community. The community wants to, you know, to help. Great. Guess what? Now, instead of defunding the police department, sure. Okay, I get it. Sure, we all get it. Everybody's mad. Everybody wants these police departments to disband it. They want the, the riot gear gone. Yeah. They want to see these rubber bullets <laughs> gone. They want to see this tear gas eliminated. Okay, great. Yeah. That's fine. But now let's put this back onto the public. Let's put it back onto mm -hmm. us. We are citizens. Yeah. We're taxpaying citizens. We want to see our, our tax dollars go to a good place. I do too. You know? yeah. So instead of taking all this money away from the cops and disbanding them, let's mm -hmm. take some of them, some of the good cops that want to stay and help and make a difference who actually want to be in law enforcement to make a difference. Yeah. Let's put them through school, more training. Let's give them options. Which direction do you want to go? You can do psychiatry. You can do management, business management. You can do social management, behavioral sciences. It's you can specialize. Yep. I mean, you would you would do that if you were a hostage negotiator yep. as opposed to a frontline soldier. You would specialize. Detectives yep. specialize. Yep. You Why know? not? And before we get too far, I really think it's important because we've mentioned it about gun owners in general. I think they need some sort of counseling. I think everybody needs somebody to talk to. But I think police need some counseling to where it's not on the record, to where it doesn't affect their career if they speak yeah, out and if it does, to somebody privately. Yeah, and if it does get to that point where it is, you know, hey, this is a much of stronger situation, then it'll go onto the record. And then, then they can act you know, appropriately after that. But you're right. right. They need some place where they can go to and they can talk to whoever it is to decompress because 100% of the cops that are out there are dealing with 100% bullshit and are going through some shit yeah. that we don't understand because we're not in that position. We're sitting behind keyboards. We're sitting behind our homes. We're sitting behind our walls saying, you know, all mm -hmm. the other police yeah. are the bad guys. They're the bad guys. They're doing this and they're doing that. Yeah, guess what? They're doing that because we're doing fucked up shit to them. You know, we're trying to take yeah. money away from them. We're trying to tell every time we see these guys, it's fuck the police or. Yeah. But it's only one or two police officers that are the bad ones that are making it horrible for the rest of the police departments. In general. general yeah. 100%. Yeah. There's places where the entire system is corrupt, but then there's places where the cops are just decent people, you know, and then there's places where. The cops are harassing young women while they drive by. There's places where, you know, Latinos get pulled over, but a white guy doing the same thing? No, yep. you know. I remember growing Stop up. Stop and frisk. I remember growing up and going through Yelm, Yelm, which is not too far from uh, where we were living mm. at. In, yeah, I've heard of yeah, Yelm. In Thurston County. And I was working a real shit job, literally. It was a shit job. And I was working going to school at the same time i was still in high school driving and i was being pulled over on a regular fucking basis through the city right. of yelm because i was out late at night you know what what is this guy doing mm. what is this kid doing you know last right. name is gonzalez drive a real beat up little sky blue chevy no chevy love uh through <laughs> our town 
And every, yeah. every time I get pulled over, it was a different bullshit excuse. You right. know, I got pulled over and it was the, the state patrol. It was a third, it was the Thurston County Sheriff. And it was the city of Yelm police, uh, police officers. Right. All yep. of them, right. All of them. And, and it was, you know, state route 510. That's my, that's my route. That's, that's our office now. You know what I mean? That's my route. Mm. You know, that's, that's, and it was just bullshit. So the last time I got pulled over and the reason why I quit that job was because I got pulled over and they just stripped my truck. Well, there was nothing in this truck, dude. I'm covered in cow shit because I was at a, working at a dairy. No. Wow. Working at a fucking dairy, covered in cow shit, 16, 17 years old, you know, and they stripped my truck. I had a speaker, one speaker, one fucking, one fucking speaker, one speaker, a crossover, and, you know, some tapes. You know, there's this thing they back in the day, kids. It was called a cassette tape. Cassette. Okay. Cassette. 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 Yes, you put the thing in the thing and the thing and the play thing. It made a lot of things, you know. Ain't they stripped my fucking truck, bro? They stripped my truck, you know. Mm-hmm. Stripped my truck, and they didn't find whatever they were looking for. They didn't find it. They did not find it. But so they pulled me out of the car, and they're like, "Yeah, we pulled you over for a broken taillight." I'm looking at my taillights because my mom taught me at an early age: make sure your shit is on point. Your vehicle looks good. Mm-hmm. Your lights are good because you don't want a reason for anybody to pull you over. Or no reason for anything to happen motherfuckers busted out my taillight with a baton boom boom both sides fix your fucking taillights what racism you know what i mean it has to be but that was then that was then before the huge explosion of people before the huge civil rights before these things came to light Mm. now you have cops that need this training or have more sense i don't know what they need i don't know what they need maybe they need to sit you know down at the border and see what real real discrimination is or maybe they need to sit in these bigger cities and find out what these this real discrimination is and find out what training they're going to need or maybe they need mm-hmm. uppers they need captains that and commanders that believe in educating their officers maybe mm-hmm. they need a diverse they- group of people in their in their lineup Maybe they need jobs that don't relate directly to people. You know, maybe they'd be better as desk or IT or garbage truck know. drivers. Yeah, no. yeah, J- not not jailers. No, no. I've been re- I've been researching because uh, Denton County. Hey, I do a podcast, Denton County. What is it? <laughs> collective, the Denton County Collective, and I've been researching because they're hiring jailers. Yeah. And Sean was like, I'm looking for a job. I'm thinking about going to Texas. And I was like, what are the requirements, you know? And I was like, man, you can just get your GED and have a driver's license and you can control the mass of people in the Denton County Jail. That's kind of freaky. What else What else does that guy need to deal with? Because he's going to be, yeah. you know, pee's going to be thrown at him. He's going to be attacked. He's got to be on his guard all the time, you yeah. know? What kind of? And I think... I think by giving these departments so much money, what we're doing is we're putting a lot of pressure on some good people. You sure, know? use that fun, use the funds someplace else, man. I mean, this whole defund, yeah. defund, dude. I I have to read this to you because this is I found this super important. That everybody's saying, you know, this is a brand new thing. This defund the police, defund the no, it's not 
it's not been around for a few days or a few months. This has been around since the 1960s. Really? 1960s, defund the police has been around. Let that sink in for a hot minute. Think about what was happening in the 1960s. You know? The end of the wars and wars going on. Yeah. Hippies. Yep. 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 Lots, lots and lots of shit happening at that time. Riots. Riots. You know? And it's been around since then. So think about it. Think about the brutality that has been going around for, you know, let's just go with that, with, with the black people. They have been dealing mm. with this shit for since the 1960s. Well, and yeah. now, you know, 19, 1965 was the first time that a white man was ever convicted of raping a, a black woman. Ever. Wow. Like the first time. 65, I was born in 71. Like six years before I was born was the first time. That's... I don't know. That's too much, you know. That's too much, man. You know, mm-hmm. and it's you know. I'm just gonna read this to you verbatim because I believe this information is very super important. But defund the police is a slogan that supports divesting divesting funds from the police departments and reallocating them to non-policing forms of public safety and community support. You know, it not it doesn't limit it necessarily to. Social services, youth services, housing, education, community resources, things like that. Right. I mean, can you imagine if we had that kind of fundage going into into back into our community? You yeah. know what I mean? Sure, we have our police department. Great. That's fantastic. That's great. But let's train some of those police departments while they're they're down or don't walk off. You don't walk off the job. Don't don't leave. We need you still. Right. We still need you. We are, they're not saying that the police department is not important. It is very important. They're very important. Yeah. You know, they maintain a uh, when they're functioning. When they're functioning, they maintain a beautiful balance. You know, a lot of great mm-hmm. police officers, great great cops, great sheriffs, great deputies, great state patrol troopers that are just amazing people. Funny as shit. Funny. Great people. You know, not all of them are racist mm-hmm. bastards. We need to stop asking the plumber to do electric work. Hundred percent. Why are we sending a cop out to a social uh, a problem yeah. where we could send out a mental counselor? Right. You know what I mean? Sure, we'll yeah. send out a cop with them, but send out a counselor, somebody who's more geared for that job. Mm-hmm. No point to send out a plumber to do an electrician's job. Thank you, sir. You are That's absolutely right. right. It's not about disrespecting the police. It's respecting them enough to know what their job is. You know? I think I, I worked, I worked at a printing company and my boss sat me down one day and he said, we have a problem. And I said, what's that? And he said, we, we went out and listed 110 different jobs that you do here. And that's too much. How do you do that? And I said, you need to know where to stand at the right time. You need to know who everybody is. You need to know every single thing. I need to know if there's a crack in the, in the, in the concrete because I might trip on my way. I need to know everything I need to. And it, they said, that's too much. And I said, well, yeah, but what are you going to do? You need the stuff done. And that's how a police officer feels. Yep. It's like, it's like being on a, on a tightrope for a 12 hour shift. You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. You got to walk that fine line between everything. You got to be a traffic control specialist. You have to be a drug counselor. You have to be a mental health yeah. specialist. You have to also have to, 
be a part of a marriage toll spat. Then you have to be involved in a shootout with a method. And be a robot the yeah. whole time. You know? And you have to maintain this level, this high level of, of awareness, mental awareness yeah. for 12 hours. A day. A day. And that's just, yeah. I think that's too much for, I don't think it's necessarily, well, it is too much for a goddamn cop to deal with. Without any, like I said, if they're not able to then go once a week and dump that shit off somewhere and not be held responsible, I want a police officer, to, police officer to say, you know, this black meth addict just irritated me because we want him to talk about that so somebody can say, yes, but it isn't his race. Yes, it's not. It's not his race that you're mad at. What? Well, you call him black. If take the black out, you'd still be mad at him. Oh, I get what you're saying. And work through that shit. We can't hide our thoughts. We need we need to expose our thoughts and trust people around us to say, I'm not going to kill you for thinking that way, but try thinking. Yes, that. education starts as a, education starts right away. You know, all this should be, mm-hmm. shouldn't have waited until George Floyd passed away for, you know, for this whole Black Lives thing to be much more relevant. Right. You know, it should have already been a situation. And and I yeah. think that something like that, taking them at the end of the week or end of their shift, go and talk to somebody, decompress, you know, yeah. but at the same- spit it all out. It's not going to be on the record where you are not turning this into anybody unless you say you've committed a crime, yep. Yep. you know, but at the same time, if you're, if you're talking, you're letting all your shit out and you're letting verbiage out of your mouth that shouldn't be coming out that for that counselor could be the front line to be like you know what no it's time to correct that behavior right you can't be You're thinking like that you can't be process. dealing with things like that you can't talk to people like that you can't you know right. say that this person is that you can't say this person is that why not you are a police officer you're mm-hmm. to protect the community from you know from crime from danger from your that's your job that is your job to, to serve to and serve protect. and protect yes sir but to think like you know that you are above the law yourself that's unacceptable that's where that's where the no. problem lies as you have all this power behind that badge and that gun guaranteed you take that badge and that gun off you're just like me and guess what you talk shit you're gonna get your mouth bust wide open now mm-hmm. put that badge and gun back on and talk shit guess guess what's going to happen you're going to get a bunch of angry people who are still going to bust your ass. Yep. But now you're going to have this badge and gun on and think that you are above the law. Nope. I'm in the right because I'm wearing the badge and the gun and I can do what I want. Mm -hmm. And you're going to jail and in jail, when you get to jail, you get your ass whooped. Yeah. Do you think, man, you saw the guy that got shot in Atlanta, right? In the back. You're talking Wendy's situation. Yes. The police officer is, he could face, he could face the death penalty. for. He's being charged with with murder. Yes. Now. Yeah. He could life in prison or the death. I'd like to break that situation down with you, Jason. I'd like to hear your, um, honestly, your opinion on it. I'm going to give you my opinion on it. It may not be popular. I don't care. I really don't. I don't think it was handled properly, but at the same time, I don't think that the man handled himself properly. And I know for a fact that he should not have lost his life. 
Nobody should lose their life in a traffic stop. Well, not even that. He was he was passed out in right. Wendy's in the drive-thru. He was passed out. Right. The officer pulled him, uh, pulled up on him. It's like, hey, pull off to the side there, you know, let's 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 break it out. He was calm, cool, and collected. The officer was calm, cool, and collective in the beginning. For 26 minutes, yep. right? And then, like, well, you know what? You, you can't be driving, you can't be drinking and driving. Um you know, we're just going to, you know, the next cop came up and, and changed everything for some yeah, reason. I think that that whole, that whole situation could have been handled by that one cop because it was going really well. It was going fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was going well where nobody was going to die. Nobody was in a situation right. where there was going to be an escalated of emotions, escalated, nothing. It was calm. It was cool. It was collected. Nobody was going to go to jail. Yeah. He may have not gone to jail. You know what? You know what? Sleep it off. How about that? Or walk to your sister's because that's what he ended up trying to do. Just don't need to kill somebody. You know what I mean? And so now, yeah, in the video, you could see him. You know, they were like, okay, well, we're going to cuff you up. And he was cool, cool, cool. Boom. All of a sudden, it was like he wanted a fight. But why? But why did he want that fight? I know why. It's it's a Friday night. His daughter's birthday is on Saturday, and he knows he's not going to be able to get bail until Monday. You know, and so if he goes, he misses out on his daughter's birthday, and that's not really fair for what he was doing, yeah. right? I mean, you shouldn't for sleeping in a Wendy's drive-through. You shouldn't even miss your daughter's birthday. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like that, and anything beyond that is just ridiculous. Ridiculous, and so I I see why he was like, no, 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 wait, no, no, wait. Yeah. You know, I just talked to this last guy, and he understood. Why don't you understand? Yeah. You know, and you know, adding that other that second officer, I think that was uncalled for. Mm-hmm. I think that it just escalated quickly. He he panicked and he ran. Don't think yep. it was a good idea. I don't think it was a good idea for that second cop to show up if that one guy had him. And become the first officer? Why didn't he just remain backup? The other officer yeah, had it. That doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, but it wasn't a it wasn't a white on black crime. I Mm-mm. don't think it was a crime. Don't don't think it was a, you know racially motivated because he was talking to him like a guy. You know, man to man. Right. Hey, hey man, just you know what? Pull the car over there. You know, let's just okay, you're driving. Well, damn it. Now you right. put the cop in a situation where he has to make a decision. Well, what do I do here? You know what I mean? He's driving. He's yeah. he could hurt somebody. He could kill somebody. So yep. that man talked to that other man. And they had a conversation. He was like, just pull over. Just, you know, just, you know, we'll talk. You know, and they started talking. And it was a calm, cool, collective conversation, like I said. Yep. And it 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 was like a light switch. The man wanted to fight and and maybe that is maybe that was the situation. He didn't want to deal with that. He didn't want to go to jail. He just didn't want to. Yeah, I mean, because they had his ID, they had his car, they knew where he lived. It's not like he was trying to hide long term. He just wanted to get through Saturday and be at his daughter's birthday party. And in fact, I'm guessing if they found him there, he would have gone afterwards. He just needed to be yeah. there. You have to be there as a dad on those those moments. Yeah. And now he can't. And now he can't. So now this cop is being charged with murder, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's a little, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just don't think that a man should have had to die. And I think that's the, the whole I point agree. of him being charged. It's like a man should not have had to die for something like that. Right. I don't think that a man should have died. I don't think any man should die. I don't think anybody should die when they get pulled over, regardless of the race. Right. I don't think that was a, a racial, racially motivated killing. I don't think it was. I just think they treated I, him. Do like you, you think animal. if it was a white guy that did the same thing, that you know a black officer would have done the same thing? I mean, generally, you know, not nobody's monolithic, but in this, so it was more because the guy ran. And the cop panicked and pulled his gun, which left him no other option but to use the well, gun. Well, he used the you know? taser. He, he, dro he dropped his taser to pull the gun. The cop that shot him, there's, the, yeah, it's in the video. He drops his taser, pulls his gun. And the thing about it to me is an untrained civilian with a taser isn't as dangerous as a trained officer with a gun. There was no match there. Mm -hmm. there it, a taser only shoots so far. You're 25 feet away. I don't know how far a taser shoots, but certainly it'll give you time to move out of the way. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just, and so it just, yeah. But I, I just, I want to say, and I don't think two two people should die because of this. I don't think, I don't think the officer should necessarily face the death penalty i think that's a bit extreme and i don't i don't know anybody that would want a life for a life yeah i don't either i don't i don't care what color they are i don't think that that should should be the case yeah. but i don't think the man should have died in the first place you no, know I mean? agreed agreed you know, that, that, that that cop had it that second cop i think just added to the fear to i mm -hmm. i don't even know the man's name i can't remember the guy's name arbery um Arbery. Ar I can't Arbery? remember his first name. Uh, there's been so many. I'm so sorry. And I'm researching so much homelessness and defunding the police and, <laughs> you know, sex ed in, in Washington. And then there's everything else going on in the country. Yeah. And yeah, hard oh to, it's hard gosh. to keep up. It's very, very, very difficult to keep up. And so, yeah. we know where the situation is. And I don't think that man should have died. And I it's sad not. that there's so many names that we can't even remember them. You know, Brianna was so cute, and that was a disaster. You oh, know, cool. what about what about um, oh, Emmett Gray? Wait, Emmett Tillis. There's so many names, and it's just it's so devastating. It is. It so, is. I'm sorry. I know it's Arbor Arbery. 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 I just can't remember his first name. Yeah, it's. It's it's really heartbreaking to see that that's what's going what's what's happening, mm -hmm. but then to charge these people these these officers with, you know, with murder for doing their, well, I don't know, I don't I don't know if it was doing their job if they're you know if he yeah. if he dropped his taser to intentionally pull out his gun, I mean if he was doing just fine with you know, with the le the the better methods of non lethality I mm -hmm. think that would have been. I think he should have just stuck with that. Guess what? We're not, I'm not killing anybody. He should have made the conscious decision to not kill anybody. Yeah. Not you know? chase him. Just not, don't chase him. But I mean, the guy did have his taser and you need that stuff back. Cause you're not going back to the station without a taser. You know no. what I mean? But no. at the same time, after you shoot a guy twice in the back, your first thought should not be to pick up the casings. Right. Oh, damn. So for two and a half minutes, there was no emergency call because these guys were, 
while they were trying to call EMT and stuff, they were picking up their, you know, the casings. One of them was picking up the casings at least. So it just seems weird. Then that that is weird. Then then maybe the punishment does fit the crime. I I just don't know. A lot of things will be coming to light from that investigation. And I just should be he should be he should be criminally prosecuted for what he did, but I just don't like a life for a life like that. Yeah, I don't like that idea either. I don't like that, but Damn. But defunding yeah. the police just means reallocating, and I like that. Reallocating funds, not necessarily abolishing them, you know? Right. It's it's taking a load off the officers, because we all know when we're stressed at work and we have too much on our plate, we come home and we're not happy people. And right. if you do that for a career with no end in sight, you, you're on year one, seeing year 10 being exactly as crappy it it wears on you, you know what I mean? And it does. to take that off of them, I think would be super helpful. I don't think I don't think it's a knock on the police. I think we're asking them to too much and it's showing them respect. And I want to say that it, it should go hand in hand with like the military budget, because half of our entire country, the budget, it's the same thing. It goes to military stuff and if if we're the biggest force in America, and if we're the biggest force in the world, we don't need to be ten times bigger than the next biggest. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's man. that's where we are right now, and that's a tough one too. It is. It's really tough. I mean, it's like you know, you can't necessarily do without the police force. You really can't. No. You why really would you want to though? They're awesome. They're our front line. They're our saviors at times. Yeah. Police mm. police have been there to help me more than they have ever hurt me but that's me in a suburb of chicago and i'm white with white friends you know mm-hmm. whereas you have the other side of that i'm mexican mm-hmm. i have a lot of obviously lots of mexican homies and lots of black homies and lots of chinese homies a lot of yeah. friends i consider mm-hmm. them all friends even right. even white guys you know what i mean i mean i know some racist hillbillies oh, yeah. <laughs> me too but at the end of the day it's like you can't necessarily have a police force that is going to target. And that's all it seems to be targeting, hmm. targeting, targeting African-Americans, targeting Mexicans, targeting Chinese American, Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't target them because of who they are or what their race or they look a certain way. I mean, if they're doing the crime, okay. If they're doing a crime, sure. You know what? talk to him okay well let me ask you this if if you were a police officer and wait let me put this in a way my friend put it if you got into 10 accidents with 10 red cars would you then wonder about the next red car that passed you yes okay well then maybe if a police officer has a problem with 10 black people the next black person he's going to be a little weary of that's not my that's theory. unfortunate. That's not my theory, but what I'm th- saying is that that can be changed. It's not hereditary racism. I think there's a difference between the racism of a Donald Trump and the racism of uh, today. And I think okay. today is experienced based on, like, uh, if one black guy shoots me, I hate black people. If two black guys come and save me, I fucking love black people. And I think that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Hope hope that doesn't mean I'm racist. Does that mean I'm racist? 
Yeah, at, at times, maybe. Oh, you get shit. you get jumped by five white guys. You're gonna hate white guys, right? Oh, I I did for a long time, man. Right. I did for a long time. I got my ass handed to me by a bunch of those white guys out there in uh, Rainier. I got jumped by Mexicans once in high school, you know, but, and then I worked with hundreds of them and I learned to love them because carnitas are fucking delicious. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, it's how you take that lesson, I guess, or how you take that. Sure. You know, it. I think that, you know, getting my ass handed to me all those times, I mean, the fairest fight I got into was, you know, five on one and it was sure. bullshit, you know, and I just got out of there. But then I realized when I came back to, you know, to Olympia, I was like, yeah, it's just those assholes. It's just them. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. it's those assholes. It's not all white people, Mm-mm. you know, I wish it was, it would make it easier. <laughs> yeah. It, it may be. Yeah. Maybe. I wish every Mexican I knew drew, drove a low rider, had a gun and tattoos and hated me. Because then it would be easier for me to figure out, you know, who to trust. You know, I mean, and, and me as me, I love everybody. I respect everybody unless you give me a reason not to. I don't care skin color. I no. don't. I don't I give don't a either. shit. I don't give a shit if you're Mexican. I don't give a shit if you're if you're black. I don't give a shit if you're white. If you act like a good civilized person, oh, guess yeah. what? You're going to get respect. Yeah. And you it's think about you. you think about the gangster. I think about his mom. So you hate black people because of the gangster, but I love black people because of the mom. You know, and like no no one group is monolithic, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, Ryan wanted to find a black person to talk about the protests. And the guy he picked wasn't involved in the protests. And I, I, the range of, the range of black men goes from, I don't give a fuck about the protests to that's my life. And so to pick one black man out to discuss it because he's black and not because he has firsthand knowledge to me is racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, it's the gentlest form of racist, but we don't need to ask them what they want us to do. They told us, you know, shut up, get out of the way, support us. You got it. I've been doing that my whole life, right? I don't need to tell other white people to do it. You should have learned that lesson by now. I'm not going to spend my days telling you how to be, you know? Exactly. I'm not here to be your daddy. No, I'm not. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. You be however you want. And I think I'll just decide whether I want it or not. I'll, I'll mind my own damn business, but unless I see something going down, I'm going to say yeah. something. I'm going to, I'm going to do some shit. Yep. That's what's going to happen. Usually, I see you on on somebody's neck. Uh, guess what? We're going to have war. If there's if there's five white guys picking on a black guy, guess what? I'm black right now. If I see if I see a group of people picking on a gay guy, I'm I'm gay right now. You're not gonna you're not gonna do it. It's it's easy for me to do the right thing at the right time. It sucks, but Knowing what to do is easy, right? Yep. And then yep. just initially doing it and then dealing with it. If I see shit, I stand up and I don't think about it. I know what the right thing is to do. And then from there, it's just hoping other people do. Because like I always said, 10, 10 little people standing up to one big guy, the 10 little people are going to win every time. Yep. But it, it, two little people, they're going to get kicked the shit out of you know what I mean so I'm just hoping other people know what the right thing is to do and we're all standing up and I don't have to look around first to say yeah yeah you got me I got you no just do the right thing you know yeah just do the damn right thing man just yeah 
If you do something, do something, do something if you, big. If you see a homeless person getting picked on, help them. If you see a homeless person being an asshole, then stand up for the people he's being an asshole to. It's not about who the people are. It's about what they're doing to other people. Yeah, absolutely. I think we just forget the basics of, right. Hey, I'm going to be polite to you. be polite. Right. You know, as, as, as first, it's like, how about we don't initially get upset at what somebody says and we think about it and then come back, you know? Or why not listen to what they're saying? Cause maybe, right. you know, maybe they're saying something that, Oh, that, Oh, that's what it is. It's called a different perspective. Yeah. And maybe you if know? you listened long enough, you would hear them say racist, racist. Wait a minute. That's stupid. Thanks yes. for letting me talk that out. Like I was, I was in love with this girl. And I didn't know how to process it. And my brain kept going, you love her. Where is she? You love her. Where is she? But then I talked to a friend and I was like, I love her. Where is she? And she's like, do you really? And I was like, what? And she's like, do you? What about her did you love? And I got to process it. And I was like, yeah, absolutely nothing, apparently. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like, she's a cool Sometimes. person. But does she deserve to be in love with? No, but she deserves love. And there's a difference. And I got to process yep. it. Yep. Yep. Sometimes you just need to, you know, reason that out, you know, yeah. you know, somebody who's angry needs just wants an ear. God damn it. Mm -hmm. huh. Yes. They just need somebody to listen without judgment, without being told how to think or her, you know, mm -hmm. what their, their solution is to the, the other guy's problem. Right. Why not let that person talk it out and then maybe they can figure it out. And if yeah. they ask you for an opinion, and I'm not saying they as in you people. What I'm saying is they as in the person who's upset. Mm -hmm. Maybe they just need to hear something, you know, hear, oh, like you're saying, ah, their, I get it. Oh, in shit. their own uh, words. They need to hear yes. in their own words. Yes. When they talk it out, they get beyond, I love her. Where is she? I love her. Where is she? And yeah. then all of a sudden you find the cracks in it. I don't know why people attack people they think are wrong. Let them talk and figure it out themselves. You yes, know? because yes. if it's if it's stupid, it doesn't stand up to common sense. And if you talk about it, you'll figure that out. Yep. And that's what bugged me about Lauren Culp. I'm sorry. Like homelessness is the problem. Some of the homeless are a problem, but they're not monolithic. Just like every sheriff in Washington state isn't monolithic. I can't say another sheriff is like Lauren Culp, but I do like him. Don't get me wrong. I like Lauren Culp. I think he definitely has a place in Washington state politics for sure. I, I think, think so. I think like, that he's got to, he's got some interests in mind that would definitely benefit all of us agreed. as, as people, as taxpayers. Yeah. I don't think that we can, I don't think anybody's got real solution for the homeless problem, regardless yeah. if it's tough love, regardless if it's an opioid issue. Right. We, we don't have a solution for some, some, something that epic because mm -mm. it's something that's going to be around for a long time. No matter how hard we try, no matter what kind of resources we throw at the situation, it's always going to be something there that yeah. is going to say either, yes, I want to be helped or no, I don't want help. Leave me alone. Because I like to be this way. I want to be a piece of shit or I want to be homeless. I, it, 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 there's just no solution to it. There's well, none. We all, we all know that, well, you and I know that conforming sucks. It sucks to have to conform. It sucks to be forced to conform. And yeah. a lot of people choose to be stubborn about shit when they just should go with the flow. But that's my personal philosophy, you know? And yeah. so if you want to be homeless, that's fine. 
I just think that we should sort out who wants to be and who doesn't want to be and then address the homelessness. Let's, let's get the good people help and let the other people say no and then come and put their fire out and say, this is the life you wanted to live. This is an effect of it. But you're not saying to the family that's using that warmth, you know, in dealing with the situation, you can't be warm. You have to die now in the cold of Seattle because this guy's a dick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it's, a, it's always going to be a, such a hard situation. And I think that you know, when we asked Lauren, Lauren Culp that mm-hmm. he was, you know, he, he, he was very specific on where he, he felt it was going, you know what sure. I mean? Or what the issue was, but I don't know if that's the answer. I don't think that's the answer. I mean, it's like it's, now we're dealing with somebody, you know, I think we talked about this already. We hit it on the, on the, on the head earlier. We, we have so many resources already and maybe tough love isn't the answer if somebody wants to be that way mm. because you know the stats you threw out earlier were you know that person is that falls into this category where they just don't want the yeah. responsibilities of being an adult or a functioning member of society that's what i get from chronically homeless you know yes. like yeah and i don't want to like can you imagine the police going up to one of our veterans and treating him like a chronically homeless person? Yes, I've seen it. That makes me it's, sad. You, there should be a way to know the difference. And if we, if there's 9,000 beds in one county not being used, come on. You know exactly. what I mean? There's the vouchers sitting there. I just, bring, I don't know. I mean, I, we got to weed it out. I would hate for like a mom and a dad and a kids to get foreclosed on and have to live on the street and then get like wrapped up in one of those homeless you know raids or something and just it makes me sad that those kids are going to go to child protective services you know the dad's going to go to jail the mom's going to be released and left out on the street and what the fuck is that doing for the family yeah just split them up just just, yeah it just caused a whole other level of aggression and Mm. unnecessary bad feelings towards whoever yeah. you know whether it be the cops that showed up and to remove everybody or then you got hate on the cops or yeah. social workers that showed up now you got hate on social workers yeah. which is an ongoing thing anyway too it's a whole other separate issue yeah because they're trying to collect names to get more funding but they don't get the funding because people don't add their names and exactly. so they just seems like they're not doing anything i think yeah. lauren culp is 25 percent of the solution i think the tough love is 25% of the solution, honestly. Yeah. I just work. don't think it's the entire solution. Just like nope. a police officer shouldn't have to come and cut my hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> do you know a police officer that cuts hair? Because <laughs> that's what we're going to be asking them to do next. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, sir. Them. You're responding to, but while you're here responding right. to this domestic assault, uh, can you cut my hair? Right. And get me something, you know, from Wendy's, you know? Now you Uber Eats as well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe they should be Uber Eats and you know, yeah, <laughs> Instacart and all that stuff too. Let's just give them all of our money and make them be everything. Yeah, there you go. Give me some three seashells <laughs> and some out of toilet paper. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I don't know. There's a. You're always gonna think of the criminal, and I'm always gonna think of the victim. I mean, not you personally, people in general. So okay, so we pretty much nailed that, right? I got one more issue I want to mention real quick. Sure. And then, and then we can get up to the, because this, this, I, I don't want to, this happens. And it's um, this thing that's happening on 
it's happening everywhere. It's it's the uh, why did I color this blue? I can't even read it. All right, it's military scammers. All right, and mm-hmm. and um, let's see. Let me get down here. I don't. Hit, it's it's this weird thing where people are pretending to be our military servicemen overseas, and then asking women on dating sites to help them out with sending them money or helping provide them with things that they don't get. And I think it's really disgusting that we're using our servicemen and women to take advantage of women that way. And as well, (laughs) there is women that are using our men and women overseas. They get them to video chat and then get them in compromising situations and then blackmail them for money. And all this is going on in in like a world that, we don't even talk about you know what i mean jesus and that's so, a shit storm waiting to happen right there they're called you uh romance scammers if you want to look it up i've got i got a note i might put something in there you know and it's real hard to deal with them because they're on dating sites which are really tough to regulate mm-hmm. and i just i just wanted to mention it because i i have a friend that's going I'm not going to say my friend is going through it. She has a family member that's going through it. And I just think if we become aware that this stuff is happening, please, please, please don't ever give anybody money that you haven't met personally. In fact, just, I mean, don't give money out. You know what I mean? That's make that your line or, or come up with a dollar amount that you're comfortable with. And if it goes beyond that, just say no, or, test these people say i don't have money and see if they stick around because you don't want somebody that's not going to stick around when you have no money if they're sucking you dry 100%. my friend my friend has lost up to eighteen thousand dollars you know what i mean and her her she she's actually had to go and use her daughter's credit card she took her other daughter's college fund and all for the scam all for the scam and i don't know there's okay wait i do have something and there's these scams. And if you want to report them, let me find this link. I just want to put it out there because it's it's disgusting. If you go to the Department of Justice, I'm going to put the link in the description. If you sure. know somebody that's being scammed or if if you want to know more about, no, if you, if you know somebody that's being scammed, if you're being scammed, then you go ahead and you follow the link. It's, it's going to be... I can't even say what it is because it's default that aspect. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's the it's the Department of Justice. It's the direct line to report um, these frauds and criminal behaviors. You know? Yeah. So I just wanted to get that out there because I it worries me in these in this day of age where we're all so separated and relying more and more on anonymous people for communications and trust yeah. that we know some boundaries and some limits. Hey, I'm the first to tell you, I have given women money that I don't really know. And I've gotten screwed and I haven't gotten screwed. You know what I mean? And so learning these, learning what the scam is and not falling for it is important, especially on these sites, especially with our military. Jesus. They already got enough bullshit to deal with to go ahead and have to deal with that. Right? So... And it's it's pretty obvious that they're not service people. If you research them, you'll know it. I mean, common sense, you know, they use terms like peacekeepers. We don't use the term peacekeeper. Other countries do yeah. things like that. You're going to see obviously Photoshop pictures. You're going to catfish. 
yes, you're going to realize that they're not anywhere on the internet and nobody has no Facebook. You know what I mean? If somebody yep. says, I don't have Facebook, that means just go away. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you don't have a Facebook? Oh, guess what? Uh, right. You're bullshit. And so I want to just say the solution to that, if you feel like you're falling for a scammer before you give them money, reach out to anybody else on the site and start talking to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone else. Open your horizons. Don't, don't limit your expectations to one person. And that goes for a rule in life. Don't depend on any one person for anything or really trust that person. 100%. Yeah. All right. You want him to wrap up? That's just crazy shit, dude. It's fucking, it sucks. I think that's happened to me before, dude. It happens. Little scams happen to everybody, right? Motherfuckers. Oh, sorry about that. No problem. Ah, that makes me mad, dude. That really <laughs> pisses me off now, dude. Thanks for a lot. <laughs> no problem. I just, I want to add something every, every week. Like, anyway. I don't know. My, we, that was, that was actually from a, a listener. A listener told me, reached out and asked me to mention it. And I love stuff like that. Yes, dude. Yes. So thank you. Thank you to Sherry for addressing that. And if we have a chance to get an expert on to do, to address it, ooh, mm -hmm. I might have just given away a secret. Sorry. Shout out yeah. to Sherry. I hope your family member going through this isn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Sherry. And a, a special shout out to Lexi. Thank you for coming back. I used to work with her. People would know from Public Access America. We worked briefly with. Uh, the people of reason and progress, Dan Evans, we all know him from other yep. episodes. We used to work together. She, uh, she had gotten into nursing school and now she's back and she has a new baby boy that is adorable. Emrys. I love him. I just, as soon as I saw him, I was like, he's mine now. He's not yours, but he's <laughs> like a half a country away. So yeah. I'm really happy that she's back. I'm happy to be her friend. Special shout out. And I hope I get to get her mind more involved in this stuff because she's amazing yeah nice yeah i got a couple of shout outs myself man one one special shout out to that grown-ass man james lewis he's back he's uh he's back at work and uh, he let me tell you he's a he's a character he's funny as shit the man will tell you exactly how he's feeling yeah and dude you know what it's it's good to have some honesty why is you know he back I mean? at work why wasn't he always at work oh he was uh he, he got hurt Oh, yeah, he got hurt and he had so and he had uh, the surgery and then and now he's back. He's healthy and and uh, he, he's just a, he's my dude. He's, he's definitely out. my dude. Shout, Shout out, out James. Mr. James Lewis, you grown ass man. We love you. And uh, obviously, shout out to Z. Shout out to my cousin, Jesse. And I want to leave you guys with a uh, little musical recommendation. Yeah, let's do that. We're going to go back to 1994. Fuck yeah, I was getting late all the time in 94. What were the, what were the guys' names? Uh, I don't remember. I had a mask on most of the time. <laughs> boy. This one is by one of the most amazing groups that, that I would say definitely forged forged me in where i wanted to go as far as music you know 94 i had i had to stop playing music because i was with a really abusive girl that did not like me playing guitar because i did not sound like her ex-boyfriend which okay who gives a shit honestly 
but this CD came out and I was like, yes. And I've revisited many times over the years. It's Pantera, Pantera, far beyond driven. Wow. You know, I had to take it back to that far. Yeah. And that's been on my, my, uh, my play, my rotation this, uh, this past week. What song? I never got into that one. So what song? Oh, dude. Strength beyond strength. Becoming five minutes alone. Five, five minutes, minutes alone. alone is the song I know. Yeah. See, I'm broken. Dude, they had some great ones. Slaughtered. That uh, shedding skin. They had throes of rejection. This is the one that had the uh, the black the Black Sabbath cover song on there at the very end. The Planet Caravan. Caravan. Yeah. Yeah. See, but does it heart. does it really compare to Cowboys or Vulgar? It was their their it was their uh their their evolution. You, you think I mean? so? Yes, absolutely. You had Cowboys from Hell, right? I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Primal absolutely. Concrete Sludge is one of my favorite songs of all. Time. Yes, dude. Yes, yeah. Cowboys from Hell was like you know I was, yeah, I was introduced to it by by two friends of mine, Amy Janes and Nancy Burns. Boom. These two girls who were just you know obviously they're older. In, in my in high school and they were like you need to listen to this and every time we would go to lunch we'd we'd you know bust out we had closed campus so we yeah. off campus but mm -hmm. uh, we would listen to this and it was just like yes and then vulgar display came out and i was oh, like yes yeah walk Fuck. respect yeah what did you say and far beyond driven came out and i was like yes wow. Fuck you guys yes and then the great southern trend kill you know what i mean I didn't even get that far. I, I dropped out. I, I went vulgar display um, Pearl Jam. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, STP. I, like I missed yeah. out on it for some reason. Not me. Not me, man. It was such a, you know, you know, of course, uh, the Pearl Jam and all the, uh, all that was out and it was, you know, it was fantastic. And then you had corn right. that came into the mix and mm -hmm. this, but Pantera was just this constant of evolution of heaviness of, 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 be brutality you know what i mean yeah. and then you know when uh, i i hated i hated you know phil anselmo for longest fucking time for you know doing all the shit that he did he just you know he, he went balls deep into the rock scene and was just like fuck it really and he disbanded pantera it oh. was his fault you know hmm. and i hated I'll, him for i'll need to learn more about this because i never heard about the end of pantera oh yeah oh yeah it was a brutal it was a bad thing and there's such animosity and I just like couldn't do it. And Phil and someone did a lot of good things, you know, Phil and someone, the illegals, he did down, he did super joint ritual mm. and I couldn't get into him because of Phil, you know, and I did, did, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and now he, you know, I, I revisited a couple of them, a couple of those projects. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good too. You know, nice. that's pretty good. That's Phil, you know, that's Phil. Okay, cool. And then obviously I followed, uh, Dimebag and and Vinny when they would did Damage Plan, hmm. you know. Now that I'd be interested in. Yeah, so I was I was big into that. I was just like, you know, I love Dimebag. I love Dimebag as a guitar Fuck player, you. and of I love the fact. And I was like, the big thing about you know Dimebag that I loved so much was that he was playing with his brother. Hmm. You know, that right there speaks volumes to me. It's like, man, dude, I'm playing music with my brother. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, you know. Always, you know, I, so I, whenever I went into bands, you know, I was like, and I got to look at these people as my brothers and maybe that'll change the perspective on everything. It mm. did, but I didn't realize that that same feeling was not reciprocated. Yeah. You put in more than other people because of that. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Because I believed in people, and I believed in you know wanting to make this music thing happen, and I and I really yeah. wanted these brothers. You know, I consider them my brothers. I consider them my family. I spent most of my time with these people, you know, to make this music, and I wanted yeah. it to be much bigger, deeper thing. And and Pantera was the catalyst to that. It was the catalyst, a huge catalyst, nice. you know. And it just never happened. It never panned out. And I'm just, you know, I see these people now, and I'm like, oh, oh, we aren't brothers. Damn. Not in that way. Yeah. I'm like, damn, dude, that sucks. Hey, you, I can, you can want and people can be, and it's not always the same thing. And you no. can't hold them responsible for not being what you want. Yeah. Nope. I wanted it, to be. But it does suck. It really does suck when you want that person to be that person and they're not. And mm -hmm. then you're stuck. But it's yeah. your fault. It's your fault, not theirs. Yeah, it's my fault. You know? Sorry about that. Yeah, I yeah. just went through that with, with a woman. If you expect a woman to be a certain thing and she isn't that, that's not your fault. That's not my fault. And nope. I'm, it's a lesson I'm learning. Nope. Yep. It's a, it's a good lesson. <laughs> Shout out to... Uh, Look where you are now. Yeah. I think... I don't know if I'm better off or not. I'm going to do this thing. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm looking at this window, Jason. I think I'm going to dive head, head first. Oh, I'm on the first story. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Tamarisk Trejo. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Ms. Charlotte Charbonneau. Shout out to Ms. Debbie. Mr. Tyler. Shout out to Jason, my man, my brother. I love you that know? guy. Is there really anybody better than that Jason guy? I'm going to say this. Lolo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just, uh, I, I don't know, man. This, this whole brain trauma thing, this whole accident, this whole, all this shit that I went through, mm. man, it just makes me love life, you know? Yeah. And I just like, I, I, I'm glad I'm here. I am too. I think. <laughs> I think. But, you know, fuck it, man. I'm going to go, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go wrestle a bear today. There you and go. if I can't find a bear, I'm going to pay somebody. To <laughs> Just make it a baby cub. Apparently you can kill those in America now. What is it? Uh, the, the Trump administration released regulations on the shooting of baby bears. So apparently now you can shoot a baby bear if you want in America. Damn. Well, I'll tell you what. Because that was necessary. That was important during this whole protest thing and, you know, trans people getting their rights and gay people not being able to be fired for being gay and the, mm -hmm. the economy the economy crashing and, you know, a million people, a million and a half people applying for unemployment and the job numbers at 40 million people unemployed. We needed that regulation removed <laughs> to help the America go on, you know? <laughs> yeah, guess what, America? It's gone to shit, but you can shoot a bear. You can shoot a bear unless you're homeless. You can't own a firearm, can't do shit. Nope. But I will say there's dreamers in this world and there's doers in this world and try and figure out who's who. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. Love you, Adam. Hey, love you, buddy. Nice. Do you have any more shout outs? Nope. No, me neither. Oh, Hey, listen to Public Access America, listen to the Denton County Collective, listen to Adam Has a Beard, and get ready for a North Carolina podcast, maybe a Michigan podcast, and a Florida podcast. I'm super picky about my Florida podcast, you know what I mean? It's my home state. Yep. And there's, yep. there's like so much garbage in the state, it's like just so 
just so bad. I want the right people, you know? Time to clean it up, Jason. Time to clean it up. Hey, we just shed a light on it. So Gandhi was a peaceful protester, and he believed if you went and sat somewhere, authority would show the world what they were doing to you, right? And so you just have to be there, and it irritates authority, and then that shows the world. That's what the peaceful protest did. It showed everybody that authority cannot deal with peaceful protest, and they will abuse you so go watch go watch gandhi that's my music today you want to know you want my music my music suggestion go watch the movie gandhi nice everybody needs to watch the movie gandhi and then justice league because i feel like bad bad athletic you know like a war is coming and i'm trying to gather like warriors come on (laughs) smart people we want to know we want to talk about what you want to talk about you're learning and then hoarding it and it pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know that we don't know, motherfucker? Honestly, you just spent your whole entire life to learn about like oceans and environmental protections, but what are you doing with it? You're just sitting at home crying or on Twitter going, mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna I didn't get a Grammy, but I uh, you know I know about the ocean. <laughs> I know about the ocean, but I'm not telling anybody. I'm gonna take yes. my ball and go home. <laughs> Damn. Right. Damn shame. Damn shame, you know? Time to clean it up. Let's clean it up. Let's be Americans about it. Mm-hmm.